calling the dogs Chancellor G. And man, football season finally starting. <laughs> hey, no, no more friendly welcome. This is game week. We're, we're, it's, it's a business. We're going to work. Dude, we're playing. Notre Dame is coming to Sanford Stadium. This yep. has never happened. As, as my, my father was telling my girlfriend the other day, he said, I need you to understand that this has never happened in the history of ever. <laughs> He's like, he was trying to explain to her, he was doing a terrible job, but he was trying to explain to her the gravity of what this weekend was. She's, she's slowly getting in, uh, engrossed in Georgia football, and he couldn't put words together to describe what this weekend was and how important it was. And I was just so proud of him because he was trying so hard. <laughs> but, man, I am so pumped, so pumped for this weekend. It, 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 is, it is hard to put it into words. Yeah. It's, it's historical, but it's also thinking about the modern game of college football. These are the kind of games that we need. These are the kind of games that save college football. I mean, we we're not we're done with the cupcakes. We got the cupcakes out of the way. Big bad Notre Dame. They're coming to town, and, and you know, we I know we kind of discussed this a little bit too. But not only is it just Notre Dame's coming to town, it's an away game for them, which they get a lot of big away games every year. I mean, they they travel the entire country for the most part. Um, but you know, not only that, but. There's going to be an influx of people to where I read the other day that there's like sixty or 70,000 people that are just coming to Athens to be in Athens and not even going to the game. Oh, yeah, but without a question. I mean, and I, 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 there's people are already – people have been camped out there all week already. Well, it makes me thankful that I live here <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, holy shit. feel blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, very, very blessed. I mean, it's, it's going to be one of those things that – We've experienced some big environments. I mean, when you look back on, I mean, even just our college career, you know, you look back and we've we've done, we did the LSU game back in 2013. We did the, the Clemson game back in 2014. You know, we've done some big games. This is going to be, and, you know, of course, Alabama back in 2015 was supposed to be a big game. There was a lot, a lot of hype for that game coming into it, and we got stomped. <laughs> and it was so crappy of a day. I'll never forget being just soaking wet to like 1:30 in the morning it just sucked that was a good that was i remember i remember when we got together after that game and i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we just sat around for like 45 minutes and didn't really talk to each other <laughs> which is per normal i mean, <laughs> I mean per, per, unfortunately per we did that a, a few times during <laughs> our college career i mean it was just so mortifying i, I i've never felt that way before but We've since changed the program. We've changed the culture, and now we've get we've had several of these huge games. I, Kirby was talking about the other day how you know both of these teams have really played in some huge games. You know, Brian Kelly was talking about how their Notre Dame squad's not scared to you know go down to Georgia because they played in these big games. It's like, well, we've we've got some experience too. You know, there's several of these guys that have played and and two on this team that have played not only in, in two SEC championships. But also in the national championship, uh, you know, and Rose Bowl. I mean, you name it. Going to Auburn, going to LSU. Um, you know, this is a team that's both. Both of these teams are really experienced. It remains to be seen who's going to be a better team on Saturday. 
I think we have a pretty good idea, but we'll get to that later. Well, and, and I think, too, I think from the way that, obviously the way we took over South Bend and we owned, I mean, they were they were pretty embarrassed at what happened to them yeah. up there. And so, obviously, Notre Dame is a historic team with um, <clears throat> a lot of fans and a lot of backing. They're going to show up. I mean, there's going to be, from what we're used to, there's going to be a lot of Notre Dame fans there. And I think um, we've got the uh, – and I think we had talked about it, but they're actually adding seats because apparently they did that for us. I was not in South Bend. Uh, but apparently they added uh, 500, um, 500 seats up under the scoreboard for them, uh, which is which is awesome. Uh, so I'm, I'm – it's just, it's just going to be an electric atmosphere. And, and I mean, the – Obviously, we look at the ticket prices, and at what point those at one point those things were going for just stupid amounts of money. Those have since come down significantly, but at the time it was getting kind of wild uh, how how expensive it was. But yeah, even the three hundreds at one point they were going for like five hundred plus. Yeah. Now I think you can I think you can get the cheapest ticket right now that I saw was like two fifty, and that was in the three hundred section too. I mean that's a lot of money. I mean I you know I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's not worth it because it is. <laughs> Get to the stadium. I don't care. I mean that stadium is going to be slammed full. There's going to be somehow there's going to be people that get in without the ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be it's going to be wild. But man, I'm I'm pumped about it. I think uh, it it is just, it's going to be great. So um, college game day is coming. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that was going to be a given, but uh, yeah, that's agree. that's that that's awesome. Uh, I'm 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 pumped about that. Uh, I saw that it was it was actually confirmed that it's going to be on Myers. I was kind of hoping that they would do it right there in front of the Special Collections Library. Uh, you know, there's oh that, yeah. There, yeah, there's that big lawn there, and I think SEC Now sets up there. Um, but gosh, that would be an awesome setting. I mean, really like hop, skip, and a jump from the stadium. Not that Myers Quad isn't. But it's kind of in that part of campus, your your side of campus. Yeah. <laughs> that's just that's just not as fun. <laughs> it's just not. I mean, it's you're just not, not wrong. That, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know, I know. It's just not. It's just not quite as cool. And you know, if they had done it when you know right there in front of the special collections library, it would have been like everybody coming down the hill from Millage would have came by. Blah blah blah. You know, it would have just been awesome setting. But you know, I'm not the one that makes those decisions. So. It is what it is. Let's cover the injuries real quick before we jump into it. Um, I was reading, uh, so people saw that Tyson Campbell, um, he's been the one that's most talked about because he was playing really well last week. I just want to say, first off, Arkansas State is not a great team, but they're not a pushover team like a lot of these cupcakes. Like, they were definitely better than Murray State. But the fact that we played lights out the week before we played Notre Dame. It was incredible. Tyson Campbell was playing really well until he hurt his foot. Apparently, he was walking around in a boot uh, around Budsmere. Um, Devod Wilson, he was apparently back at practice on Monday. So is Curious Jackson, but he's, I think he's not expected to play. He's got a club on his hand. Uh, Demetrius, uh, I think they're expecting him to be back. A lot of people are saying he's got a hamstring injury. And then uh, Tyler Simmons, who we all saw uh, hop out of the game after a hit on the sideline, he was in a shoulder wrap, but he was at practice. So I think they expect him to play as well. So all in all, it it could be worse. Oh, my God, absolutely. I think Simmons is big. Uh, We're going to need his 
his presence on the field. Um, Isaiah Wilson too. He he may be back. I think. Yeah, that I just don't know. That's that's that was fast for the injury. What I thought it was. Be. So if he is, if he's ready to go, Lord willing, that would be a game changer. Yeah, uh, if we could have him on the line. But um, I'm my heart's having to go in saying that he's not going to be there because of just the way the injury looked and everything like that. But maybe. Well, of, of all these guys that, of all these guys that are you know potentially in or out on the injury report, uh, Isaiah Wilson is probably the one that we could not do without. But I mean, we have guys that can fill in for him a lot easier. So yeah, I mean, Tyson Campbell, we got some boys. DJ Daniel could be in there. Tyreek Stevenson, but. Tyson Campbell's been playing really well this season. He's got a year under his belt. I, I prefer to have that kind of experience in there on this coming Saturday. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when that's where a lot of our concern is. But um but uh but yeah, kinda like I said earlier, this could uh this could be significantly worse. So yeah, we look at uh we look at some other teams around the SEC that have been uh, decimated with injuries and uh we could be in a we have been in the spot before, uh, in that spot before, but uh, thank God we're not there right now. So yeah, we're coming, no we're coming, we're coming into this game relatively unscathed, um, which is a blessing. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, all right. So, what did you see this weekend? What caught your eye? Man, it was a completely dominant performance, which is you know what you expect whenever you're playing an Arkansas State or something along those lines. But this is one of those games. Like I said earlier, you you expect us to have a little bit of you know one eye looking towards this weekend, but it was like we were laser focused, which made me think these boys just know it. They they get it. They're I mean we're finally getting to the point where everybody's buying in, buying in, buying in, and I'm you know number one thing that caught my eye this weekend is that one from was extremely accurate. Uh, Fromm was he he went over 250 for the first time this year had like 279 I think but two our our running backs are just incredible <laughs> we had five different running backs have a touchdown Swift didn't even have a rushing touchdown he had a receiving touchdown but then we also had uh, Zamir uh, Kenny McIntosh James Cook and Brian Herring all have a touchdown a rushing touchdown I mean. You can't, you can't ask for much more than that from your running back statement. Well, and, and I mean, and they looked – I mean, some of the – just the, the moves they were making, it wasn't like a bunch of just wide open holes. Like, our guys were making moves and the blocks down mm-hmm. the field. I mean, our guys were positioning themselves incredibly well. Our receivers and our tight ends were just blocking. It, it was just beautiful blocking. And um, it, it was just – Everybody was was kind of like I said. Everybody was in the zone. Everybody was playing well. Mm-hmm. Receivers were out there catching balls. I mean, um, a couple. How about Dominic Blaylock. Oh my God, where, <laughs> where where did he come from? Just I mean, just like what we said about Pickens on his first game. You know his his like coming out party. You know Blaylock had one this past weekend. We talked about it earlier. He's a first receiver since Isaiah McKenzie in 2016 to eclipse 100 yards receiving. What in the world? In a game, of course. Well, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but that just shows you what we've been able to do in the run game. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you look at how well our receivers were doing, have done anyway. But, yeah, that's I, I was pumped to see that. I mean, he made some great moves, especially on that 
um, especially on that long touchdown run he had, made, made some great moves there. And a lot of that was due to blocking. He had it all lined up for him. Um, but I, well, I'll say about that kid, and we've said this before, he, won't, he, he probably runs the most crisp routes on the team. His, his route running is incredible. And I'm not saying like he's got the athletic poise as well. I mean, obviously he showed it. I mean, he burst down that sideline. But, I mean, if you go back and watch his routes during that game, every pass that he caught it was just so crisp. He, whether he was running an out route, slant route, running down the seam, you know, I mean, he, he was doing it all. I mean, I, I, I can't be more pumped about him. I wish we had a little bit more depth, and I'm hoping that we have Demetrius and Simmons ready to go this weekend because we can't just rely. I mean, here's the deal. Love those kids to death. They are playing their hearts out, Pickens and Blaylock, but you can't you can't rely on, on freshman receivers all by themselves in this kind of game. No, no. And I think – and it might have been because it was the first time that I had watched it on TV, but um, our, our receiving core is big. Yeah. We got a big receiving core. This is the to, tallest one we've had in years. I know. And we need to throw that ball up. And mm-hmm. and let them boys go get it because uh, <laughs> if you can see if you can see uh, if if you happen to watch the game this past weekend, uh, Pickens still has the hands we thought he had. <laughs> the guy, <laughs> the guy he is who we thought he fiend. was. <laughs> oh my god, it was it was great. Also, I haven't apologized for this yet. My voice is already starting to go, <laughs> and I feel it leaving. But I'm powering through. So if, if this is if your ears are bleeding, I'm sorry, but. Um, <laughs> But it's it's it, it was great to watch that, and I was so pumped to see Fromm just get to air it out this weekend. I was hoping he would, um, for for a lot of reasons. A, because we don't so we don't have to use the running backs as much. But um, I feel like we have a new running back every game. Somebody else just kind of pops up, and we just hand the ball off to him. But um, but man, we have got stallions all over the field, uh, and and the line the line was commanding. Uh, the offensive line was commanding, gave Fromm great protection. A couple times it kind of got kind of got broken up, but um, made some great holes for the backs, and 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 we'll get to that in a second. That's going to be important for this weekend. Obviously, that our offensive line is kind of key to how this game is going to go, and sure. um, and and so I was glad to see them with some chemistry, but us spreading the ball out as well. Um, I'm ready to to see the full James Coley uh, playbook and see what what he's actually got up his sleeve because we we started flirting with it this past weekend. We a lot of motion, a lot a lot of guys come, a lot of moving Cook around, which I think is going to be End huge rounds. this oh, week. Cook is he's playing he's gonna, everywhere. I mean he's and and I think we were definitely warming him up for this weekend. Um, Definitely giving Notre Dame some stuff to think about. When we put him in motion, you've got to have a guy. You have to have a guy or two on him. So mm-hmm. I think there's. I'm I'm pumped to see what he's going to do with him. Um, but really, just everybody was zoned in. Uh, nope. I don't really know of a spot where we didn't do well. I mean, on defense side of the ball, obviously a shutout uh, with your third sure. string in. I mean. That was all the defensive guys were talking about after the game. Uh, like our starters were saying, that's what we're most proud of is our third string guys finishing the job. Hell because yeah. nothing – it doesn't matter anything that we did in the first half. If our guys don't finish it, then it doesn't matter. And those guys, they they missed that one field goal not by much, and which uh, kept it would have kept it from being a shutout. But other than that, 
our guys, our defense is still very, very fast. And they, <laughs> they were all over that freaking field, man. And I am I am so ready. You, you put those videos up from the last time we played Notre Dame, and I don't think – Defensively, I have, like have ever watched seven guys just swarm a football so yeah. aggressively, uh-huh. so often, and um and man, I am so I want a repeat of that so bad. I've been thinking about that all day. This is going to be a terrible week for work. <laughs> <laughs> I hope no one that I, I guess it's my family. I hope nobody in my fam nobody in my family listens to this, so they they won't know. But I'm not going to be productive at all. <laughs> I was gonna send this out, you know, on Instagram. You can you can ask questions to to your followers or whatever. I'm, I, I might send it out tomorrow and just ask how productive have you been so far this week or something <laughs> like that, or like how much work do you think you've really gotten done? Um, I, I so the crazy thing going back to what you said about the uh, defensive side of the ball being really just really proud of the third stringers coming in there and keeping up the uh, the shutout. Man, did you see we were up fifty five to nothing? I think there was like five minutes left, and they show Kirby had to take a, a timeout when we were on the defensive side of the ball. I know what you're about to say, and yes. And he <laughs> lost his mind. He blew a gasket. I mean, it just shows him he just takes a timeout, he turns, and it's like a flip of a switch for the guy. It just immediately is like a rage, in, straight in the microphone. I mean, grab the microphone and pr- practically puts it in his mouth, and he is losing it. But that's the kind of mindset that's the kind of mentality that you have to have if you want to run a uh, run a winning program but and if you, but you see too he doesn't do that during the big games not the same way mm-hmm. he he's he's kind of identifying it on the on those smaller games like well it's like know, a practice right yeah uh, he's emphasizing the importance of what they screwed up and in the big game obviously it's a little different but um but yes I, every time I see that I'm like get pissed Get pissed, Kirby. Yep. Rip him apart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I let me tell you, on the defensive side of the ball, again, we are – we haven't played exactly a whole lot of competition, but we are still making – making setting up camp in that backfield, in the opposing backfield. I mean, we've, we had four sacks and seven tackles for loss last weekend. You know, we just needed – I mean, here's the deal. Ian Book is a different – he's a different animal than we've played so far. And there's no doubt about it. The guy loves to run. He's not even that good at passing. <laughs> but he he will hit the open receiver when he has to. But here's the deal. If we are able to contain him, obviously that's the number one goal. And that's I mean, that's what Kirby Kirby wants to do anyway. He wants he wants the havoc. There's a reason that he preaches that. So I'm looking forward to seeing that havoc rate continue to rise. I want I want Guys like Jordan Davis, Devontae White in the backfield a little bit more too. You know, get the get the guys in the middle. But I mean, right now I'm sitting here think, dreaming about Aziz Ojulari coming off the edge. Oh God! Guys like Channing Tindall and Quay Walker and Adam Anderson coming blitzing up the middle. I mean, that's I think you know we talked about this these a gap blitzes that we have. You know, I mean, obviously that's the direct line to the quarterback. I think we're going to see a lot more of that this week. But oh, yeah. anyway, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, I did want to say there was one thing that kind of from that game that was a little bit concerning, and I think Notre Dame's going to try to exploit, and that is we we still are letting some of these receivers kind of get either between our two safeties or kind of between the safeties and the linebackers pretty easily. 
um, and into that space. I mean, obviously, it depends on where we're running. Uh, but even, you know, what, like we talked about against Murray State, even when we were running, you know, two zone over the top and then, you know, having man up front, I mean, we still had some guys that were getting beat by, you know, lesser athletes. So, uh, you know, I think they're going to be zoned in. I think it's going to be a completely different team this week. But there's some things that I think they're going to correct over this week. And I fully, fully expect this team to be, like we said, laser laser focused on Notre Dame. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, um, <laughs> I see you. Uh, she did a phenomenal job with the notes uh, this weekend, or this for this week. And uh, he did a little weekend wrap-up with one note of, LOL, Tennessee finally got their first win. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we were talking about it last week. I just, I was like looking back and I was like, well, what happened in the SEC? And I said, well, Tennessee got a win. And then I, we were talking, I remember we posted that thing from last week about how they might lose out from the rest of the schedule. <laughs> so they got their first win, potentially their only win. We'll see how that goes. Um, Kansas State beat Mississippi State. That was another shocker, I guess. Kind of Mississippi State is just simply not the same team. Uh, Alabama had a good game with South Carolina for a little while, and then we saw that they were Alabama once again, and then they ended up dominating in the second half. Um, and then, let's see, who else had a decent – oh, the Florida-Kentucky game. I hate Florida so freaking much this is they're the worst like it it oh man it was it was bad um poor freaking kentucky i mean they had it they had him on the ropes and uh old felipe franks he uh poor guy i mean what happened to him apparently um his foot we we unfortunately have some high profile gators down here in valvasta and they were talking to him, and apparently his foot went um, where if, like, your foot's pointing forward, it went underneath and came back the other way where mm-hmm. it would be pointing behind him. And um, and that that's not a good thing. Yeah, that, I don't <laughs> think it's supposed to go that way. No, no. I took some took some physics or took some uh, some anatomy classes, and your foot doesn't do that. And uh, <laughs> it's but, science. Yeah, but I will say their backup quarterback is. The most, like, he's the he's a he's a he's a dumb looking dude. <laughs> he he did his little press conference afterwards. I was like, God, this kid is ridiculous. Um, but anyway, so they had 19 unanswered points, and I just I hate them so much. That game pissed me off to no end. But I'm just but I'm just glad I'm just I'm glad Florida's just limping along because I want. I want to pile drive their asses whenever we get to Jacksonville. <laughs> just, I am tired of this crap, man. Hey, look, here's the deal: that they're gonna they're playing for. I mean, excuse me, they're playing Tennessee this weekend. <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if they lose that ball game. To be honest with you, no, uh, I, I, I I'm not not pulling for either team. Uh, but obviously, they both suck. We both we hate both of them. But uh, anyway, that's. That's a little bit of a look around the SEC, country, whatever you want to call it. We, you know, here's the deal. We're mainly concerned about Notre Dame this weekend. And, uh, you know, the SEC East is pretty miserably bad. So, right now, let's worry about the main thing. The main, Keep the main thing the main thing. And uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to move right ahead. Here's the big shot. Here's the big thing. 
Top 10 matchup. 8 o'clock. Night game. CBS. What do they do? Like two night CBS games a year or something like that? If I thought at one point I thought they only had one. Well, they they always do the Alabama LSU at night. Yeah. And then maybe they get one more, but they burned it on us. I'm happy they did. And I think that was probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got we got primetime slot. Everybody in the world is going to be watching this game. I wouldn't be surprised if it winds up being like the biggest game of the year as far as viewership or one of the biggest um and not only that, but you know, we've we talked about it a little bit earlier. This is the highest ticket highest ticket price of any game in the country. It's it's pretty hard to get into Sanford Stadium, even if you're trying to get in the six hundred sections right now. So man, I I'm planning on being set up at eight o'clock in the morning. So that's the twelve hours of me getting 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 some juice ready. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be electric. I mean, the the night game piece of this. Um, I'm just trying to think the last time we had a night game like this. That, but I I don't know. But man, I'm I am so pumped. Um, the country is obviously uh, Vegas is betting on us heavy. Uh, where you so you put on here we're 14 points. I knew we opened up at 13 and a half. Um, mm-hmm. and uh continues to go up uh that's a big deal i mean obviously that doesn't mean jack but um they're not all they're not always far off from that um it it's just going to be an electric atmosphere man we just we've kind of been waiting we're already to the fourth week of the season um which is just wild but um it's kind of like the first the first real game and i'm 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 pumped it's this this it's, obviously it's, this sets this sets the tone for the year. This is it. Yeah. And normally it's like you said last time. Normally we have that second week. We normally have a decent opponent because normally South Carolina is in that section in that in that week. And so to this point, we haven't had a game where I felt like okay, this is going to be a challenge. I mean, of course Vanderbilt, you know, was a decent football game or decent football team, but. This Notre Dame team, they do a few things really well. And real quick, I'm just going to, you know, kind of talk about what they do offensively. You know, I was looking I, – I, I don't know how much of that Louisville game that you caught. So, Notre Dame has played two games so far because they had – technically had a bye because they played that Monday night on the, on the opening weekend. So, they played two games so far. They played Louisville on that Monday night, and then they played New Mexico this past weekend. And – when I watch, I watched the Louisville game, and first of all, I just want to point out that Louisville was a team that won two games last year. Like they also a whole two games. They won two games, zero conference games. So, <laughs> aka, they they won their two cupcake games. So I, I would assume that's what they won. I don't know. <laughs> Please don't waste but, your time looking for that. Yeah, I'm not gonna look at that schedule because this team is not that team is not good, and I watched Notre Dame struggle with this team. First thing that jumps off the page, and I'll get back to the offense. I got sidetracked. I'll get back to the offense, but the first thing that jumped off the page to me or jumped off the screen to me, they're slow. Their defense is slow. If you watch their defensive backfield, and they've got a guy who's preseason All-American. Uh, what's his name? I had him here. Yeah, Alohi Gilman. He's a, he's Hawaiian. He's a safety. He's number 11, and he's a pretty good ball player. 
But aside from that, man, those guys back there, it's like every time that Louisville, Louisville did not attack the middle. We're going to attack the middle. I promise you that. We got to do <laughs> you that. Can take, you can take that to the bank. <laughs> take it to the bank. Cash that out. We're going to attack the middle. But Louisville did not. They ran to the perimeter, and when they did, it was like they're, they're trailing linebackers and they're trailing defensive backs that are coming from the middle of the field. It's like they couldn't catch up to these guys. And once again, it's a team that won two ball games last year. So I'm looking forward to you know us being able to, one, most important thing is going to be Ian Book is their best player. What are we going to do? We're going to attack the quarterback. We're going to get back there and make him uncomfortable. But something that I noticed that Louisville wasn't doing a whole lot of was they weren't really doing a very good job of keeping a, uh, a spy in the middle of the field. I think we might have a guy who's pretty much dedicated to watching Book. I mean, we have guys. Here's the problem is that when you, whenever you play a team like Louisville, there's guys that on their, you know, their linebacking core might not be able to catch up to Ian Book across the field. You know, they might not be able to cover the entire, you know, lateral movement across the field. But they, but we've got guys, pretty much everybody that can. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing guys like. Nicobe Dean, for instance, I mean, Monty Rice is playing really well. Tay Crowder's playing really well, but we're substituting so many middle linebackers. I really don't know who's going to start this game. <laughs> Nicobe looks incredible. He's a guy who's, I mean, I'm not even going to reference Ruquan Smith right now, but he's a guy that looks because you'll yell at me. I know you will. <laughs> but he's a, he's a guy that looks like he can catch up to anybody crossing the field. So I'm oh, looking yeah. forward to seeing that. Well, <clears throat> and that's been my one fear going into this is we we give Kirby a lot of high praise and we give him and it's all well deserved the guy has a proven track record but there's one thing that gets Kirby smart and that's a mobile quarterback if you look over the history that's the one thing that gets us is a mobile quarterback and a backup quarterback yep. <laughs> and, so, and and so that's and this, it's obviously a different mobile. Um, I mean, uh, even thinking about our Mississippi State or Mississippi State, our Ole Miss game back in his first year, where we just got destroyed in Mississippi. But um, that's been the one thing that he's always struggled with. And, and like I said, it's a different mobile quarterback. But we've got to be able to contain him. We can't let him extend plays. That's the one yeah. thing you can't let him. His this guy's mode is to squeak out give his receivers time to come back to him and then him him dump the ball to him short yep. and then them them get yards that's his that's that's how they play and um if we just got to keep him we, we got to keep that we're talking always all this talk about havoc and, and all this kind of stuff we just got to keep the guy in the pocket and we got to push that pocket back we can't give him time to breathe and um don't give him time to extend plays if you can if we can dominate that and not get a guy, or, or like I'm like, hopefully our guys are dialed in because that's what it, your guys pursuing the perimeter, getting on the outside, giving him that lane to to squeak out and go extend the play. That's what I've been been worried about all week long. And obviously, um, Louisville is not known as a defensive powerhouse, and neither is New Mexico. So I yeah. like to think that um, our defensive standards are slightly higher than those teams. And so I feel confident uh, that our guys are going to bring um, a speed that they're not remotely used to 
I mean, there's yep. nothing that they play against that's like us. But it's just going to be about our guys staying on them. And I, and I think I think you're right about having a guy spinal book the whole game. I mean, I think we'll have to um, because that's that's where our concern is. We we he's the number one threat. Um, and if you just if you don't let the guy breathe, you don't have to worry as much about the secondary. <laughs> Suffocate him. <laughs> oh, just bury his ass. And so I mean that that's what that's what I'm wanting to see. And I want I want to see how what our blitz scheme is going to be this game. I want to get after yeah. him. I don't yeah. want to give him time to think. I, I'm excited to see with with the speed that we've got, the speed and strength that we've got. I'm just I, I'm so pumped to see stuff that we just haven't even flirted with this season that they've been practicing for months now ready to unleash and see these guys just go after um it, it it's going to be exciting and i think um like i said control that line of scrimmage and just don't don't give book time to move and and, and the game's it, it's over yeah he's he's gonna want to run i mean he's he's not a good passer i i, I referenced it on here but I mean, he's only completing 61% of his passes, a little over 61. Um, he's He wants to run all the time. And so that's why you're talking about, you know, having having this havoc, being in the backfield and putting the pressure on him. But the number one thing is we just can't have guys – we can't have guys running up the field. They're going to try to carry our, our outside rush. They're going to try to carry it past the quarterback. And I think – and, I mean, here's the deal. I, I, I guarantee you they've they've t- taken note of that <laughs> on the D- Georgia defensive back uh, defensive practice because we're gonna see we're gonna see more attacks directly into into the tackles we're gonna see a lot of inside blitzes because we're not gonna give him a chance to step up in the pocket and and take a run you know and have an open field for ten yards you know and have our linebackers you know nowhere to be found I mean there's gonna be a guy spying on him there's gonna be guys waiting to tackle him. We were talking. I was talking about the offense earlier. What they did really well against Louisville, and again, it's Louisville, was they did they did a few things really well. They attacked the perimeter. They didn't try to run inside, and they're definitely not going to try to run inside on us. <laughs> and if they do, prepare to be destroyed. I mean, <laughs> that's the best way I got to put it. I mean, because you were we were talking about like looking back at that film from from a couple of years ago, whenever we were playing them, and. They try every time they try to run up the field, or, you know, run in the middle, you know, between the tackles. It was just snuffed out time and time again. So what they're gonna, I think they're gonna probably try to do is get guys like uh, some a guy that I referenced in the in the notes here, a guy named Tommy Trimble, who's a tight end from Georgia. He's a guy who runs really well down the field, straight down the seam or towards the middle of the field. He's just uh, he's gonna be kind of one of those guys that I'm scared. We might they might get sucked they might suck our linebackers up in a play action and dump it over the middle. I think they're going to attack that point. I think they're going to try to do a lot of stretch plays to the outside, and then also obviously they're going to try to do some a lot of QB misdirection. I mean I'm sure they're going to do uh, tons of options and just try to get us keep us guessing. Uh, we got to have discipline. Guys like guys like Aziz, whenever he it's you know going to be on his point for the option. I mean, he's gonna play his position, and then you know, as long as as long as here's the deal, he's fast enough. He can a guy like Aziz, or Adam Anderson, or Robert Bale, or Nolan Smith. All of those guys can keep up with Ian Book, every oh, single yeah. one of them. So oh, yeah. I'm not worried about our speed being able to catch up to him. I am a little worried about basically just the space in the middle of the field. 
you know, are they going to be able to throw over our linebackers? Are they going to be able to throw between our safeties? And that's my main concern. And then also, on top of that, they had really good success as far as doing running these crossing routes underneath the linebackers, basically clearing out the linebackers and then having the crosser come across. And they have they have one or two good receivers. Um, and I, I think as long as we just keep our head on a swivel, as long as we contain Ian Book and keep him under pressure, under duress the whole day, man, I, I just don't see a way that our defense is not going to keep up with all everybody on their offense. Well, and one thing is absolutely for sure, from about 8 p.m. to about 11.30 p.m., Ian Book isn't going to be able to hear a damn thing. Nope. <laughs> so, I mean, that whole – that and, and the one thing, to, our defense is going to be amped. I mean, they're going to be ready. And so, the, the perks of that is, obviously, it's going to be loud from start to finish. Negatives of that is it's going to be so hyped that I don't want our defense to – to get away from what they're supposed to be doing. That's my one thing when you have a lot of these freshmen. This is their first real game. Everything else has been preseason. Uh, so this is this is huge. And, and so I'm – if we just – and we say this all the time, but obviously if we play our brand of ball and defense and, and we stick to our assignments, you're right. There's just – there's nothing this offense can throw at us that we can't be ready for. I mean, like – it's going to be avoiding the big play. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole thing. The one the one screw up, the one miscommunication in the um, in the secondary that leads to a big pass down the sideline. Uh, just uh, and um, we've seen it against the cup. I mean, even against Murray State, we yeah. saw it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there was there was there was they had a couple long plays where it's just like you you can't allow that to happen. You can't allow them to get behind you. You can't allow the, the linebackers to get sucked up and open up that that space. I'm not concerned about the edges. I mean, yeah. Eric Stokes, we haven't hardly even mentioned that fella on this podcast because it's been like DeAndre Baker over there. Yeah. I mean, the guy's been shut down. They don't throw on him. Tyson Campbell's been playing really well. I'm not concerned about the edges. As, I mean, if, obviously, if, if Tyson plays, I'm very not concerned. But we still have boys that can fill in for him. I, I think that... A key on defense, a key player is going to be Mark Webb. Yeah, we need we we have to have him. He's going to be covering. I'm assuming he's going to be covering a lot of these crossing routes that they like to run. They've got one guy. What's his name? Chase Claypool. He's from Canada. <laughs> Did you see that? He's from Canada. He's from like British Columbia. Six four, two hundred thirty pounds. He's a huge receiver. And he's really, I mean, he's really athletic. And he can run over a guy. He can make people miss. He can catch the ball up in the air. He's really impressive. Um, we just have to shut. If we shut him down and we shut down Ian Book, that's about like 80% of their offense. They haven't hardly even run the ball. They didn't even run the ball against uh, New Mexico. They had like 160, 170 yards. They threw the ball at the time, which is crazy because I think we're definitely going to see a lot more running plays from them this game, or they're going to try to. And then once uh, once we get a few touchdowns on them, they'll probably throw the football. But, you know, we'll see. No, yeah, well, needless to say, I like the matchup on defense. And obviously Notre Dame has not uh, – they haven't showed their entire hand either. And so they're obviously going to bring some stuff that we haven't seen that no one's seen because they've still technically been in the preseason too. Um, they obviously didn't empty the playbook for Louisville. Um, so – 
I'm a. You got to be ready for something. Um, Do you think they're gonna try a flea flicker? <laughs> yeah. Try, try try that shit in my house. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a funny thing, man. It's like okay, we went and played up in South Bend, and we didn't we hadn't even talked about this. We went up and played up in South Bend, and, and we had like fifty or sixty percent of the stadium was dogs. It's not gonna be that way down here. No, ain't no doubt. Our our boys, our our fans, they don't they don't give up their tickets just because Notre Dame's coming to town. But we're no. not we're not trying we're trying to win championships. We're not trying to make money down here. I don't I just don't see how they'll have. I mean, I think they'll have a decent presence. I mean, obviously there's a ton of them that are making the trek down here, and I mean, but it's just not gonna be the, the sheer numbers are not even gonna be close. I've not, I mean I haven't talked to anybody that's given up their ticket their sold their ticket. Yeah. crazy <clears throat> I, well i have heard some and what happened with a lot of them is the ticket prices got so high because everybody wanted to go and then a lot of people started to sell their tickets but i think a lot of it was obviously within georgia fans and then those ticket prices started to come down because a lot of people started selling and then they've kind of plateaued out and they've they've leveled out here at the end um but man that place is gonna be just raucous i mean you're talking about like yourself getting up and getting started at eight and then going till eight <laughs> <laughs> and then like pace yourself I mean, this, boys this is a marathon <laughs> this is a marathon but man i'm gonna be running hard <laughs> the whole time the whole time man i'm so pumped it's it's gonna be exciting um it, we're just it's really just gonna be i mean this is going to be it's gonna be like a, a it's gonna be an incredible stage it's going to be an incredible game it's going to be an incredible environment atmosphere it's just one of those games that we dreamed about having years ago but we didn't have the team to actually really like feel really confident going into and now i'm still dreaming about it because it hasn't happened yet but now i'm like this is a team that should dominate this notre dame team yeah. I mean, we've we've seen them be pretenders plenty of times. I mean, last year they went into the college football playoff, got shellacked by Clemson. You know, a, a few years ago they went into the national championship against Alabama, got destroyed. What do they score? Like seven points, fourteen points. It's just it's not. I, I I don't care who you are if you are. I mean, but Notre Dame is just the exception to all the rules. I mean, we see them play teams from Pac-12, Big Ten. ACC, you know what? What have they really proven, or what are they going to prove this year? I mean, obviously we were. I mean, they've only played two games this year, but I don't really expect them to put up much of a fight to any to a lot of the better competition that they play. And I'm just not. I'm just not ready to to, to put them really in the top ten. But they're in the top ten right now. Well, we got a top ten mashup. Well, and something that we haven't even really talked about, we haven't even gotten to, is our offense, and and how our offense matches up against Ring-a-ding. against them. <laughs> and um, so another thing that you can notice from uh, that Louisville game that uh, they did not do well, as you're talking about how their uh, their defense did well, their, or their, sorry, what their offense did well, what their defense didn't do well was protect against the run. And yeah. Louisville, who I don't know if we mentioned, won two games last year. And is always known for being a rushing powerhouse. <laughs> the the anyway, and ran 245 yards or something against Notre Dame's 
uh, defense. Um, and so I don't know if you know this, but our running backs are better than Louisville's running backs. Also, our offensive line is probably on average about 150 pounds heavier than their <laughs> running back, their offensive line. And so, man, like – and the thing is, all of our running backs can do it all. Every yep. one of them can do everything. You give yep. them any edge, and they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna burn you. Give them any kind of hole, they're gonna run your ass over. I mean, give these guys any momentum, and, and they're like the juggernaut. They're gonna run yep. you over, and <laughs> it's, it's. I'm so ready to get that ball into Swift's hands, to get that ball into Zeus's hands. They have been letting that boy chomp at the bit, and they're going to let the horse loose against yep. Notre Dame. And we're going to see so... a heavy dose oh of God. Swift and Zeus, it's, I think. It, I mean, Swift is going to be – this is the game where we – you know, we keep on talking about when is Swift going to get a large bulk of the carries. You know, when are we going to be able to just, just lean on that dude? Man, I, I think he's just going to go off. Oh, I man. think he's, he's ready, and so is Zeus. Don't get me wrong. But Swift has been waiting his turn to be the the lead back and be the sole lead back. And, man, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'm excited to use him, Zamir. I think Harian's going to have a, oh, I mean, Harian, Harian's just runs so hard. I, he's the guy that we're going to see. He, hell, he might even start the game. I mean, I'm just looking forward to seeing how we're going to use. We've just got so many weapons. I think a lot of people have, you know, at the beginning of the year are thinking, Okay, like our receiving core is is unproven, but we've seen so far in the past few weeks against you know lower competition. But we have seen that these guys, all these boys, can play in our receiving core. It doesn't matter if you're a freshman or senior or whoever you are. We've got weapons everywhere. And James Cook, it's like you said, he's gonna line up in the slot. He's gonna line up in the backfield. He might even line up on defense. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's gonna be everywhere. Well, and so I mean. I think their defensive game plan is going to have to be <clears throat> you got to try to stop the run. So they're going to load the box and they're going to have to they're obviously we are going to play action the hell out of them. I mean it is going to be yeah. and I'm so pumped about it. But I mean and and they're going to they're going to cuz they obviously they have to respect our run because that's obviously that's our bread and butter but our our receiving core has proven like you said that they're going to be and, and Fromm's going to He's going to have a lot of open guys. I mean, we're going to be able our, – our tight ends, I think you'll see a heavy dose of our tight ends too going over the middle. I mean, I, I think you'll see a lot of that, um, especially off play action, being able to dump the ball over to those guys. Guys, mm-hmm. those linebackers are going to bite. Every time Swift's on that field, you okay. can take it – you can take this to the bank. But there, every – there's going to be 11 guys <laughs> on Notre Dame's team that is going to be watching his – him, whether he gets that ball or not, we got our money bags. We're walking to the bank. <laughs> we're just taking it up, just taking it straight there. It's just not. A, it's just I just cannot see them athletically matching up with our team at all. And not only that, but this is a. I mean, this is an intense team. This is a team that wants to demolish you. And they're zoned, baby. They are zoned in. I was reading about how practice was just. Monday practice, which is usually just, uh, you know, right after the weekend. Kirby said it was a very intense practice. And then he said today. Which, said, means, hey, they're, pretty much, which means they're ripping throats out. 
Yeah, very intense practice. Lots of f bombs and lots of throats being ripped out. <laughs> just, uh, just what you expect from a Georgia practice these days. So, it's just you know, right now, I'm, I don't want to say I don't have any concerns. I have a few concerns, mostly with just kind of the uh, you know, defensive backfield. But oh man, it's just I what they do best. And is kind of what I highlighted earlier, you know, especially well, it's what they did against Louisville. I assume it's a pretty big part of their game plan. I just can't see them being able to do that against us. If they try to stretch the field, what's going to happen is we're going to have a guy come up and, and meet him in the hole, and then if they try to pitch it out, there's, there's going to be two guys that are ro- waiting there right there for him. It's just not going to be – it's just a different kind of speed. And like I said, I watched, I watched that Louisville game, and my first thoughts were this Notre Dame defense is really slow too. So offense, I think we got a little bit of speed on on that side of the ball too. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm I feel pretty confident about us being able to base, basically run circles around them. And I hate to get our heads big here. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. But I feel pretty damn good about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and one thing too, I mean, if I'm gonna bring the mood down, our offensive line has not been truly tested yet, and so yeah. I think it's gonna be important for us to see. What are they really made of? Like when when we're actually – okay, now we're playing CBS primetime, the biggest stage in regular season this season across the country. What are they going to do? And those those five guys are going to determine how this game goes for us, given from the time to be able to sit there and pick them apart. Because obviously, if you give from that time, if you give him – you give him those that three-step drop – and then he takes that step into it, and he can throw that ball. He's going to pick you apart, and that's oh, yeah. what we and that's what we want. And um, so, the pass protection and obviously the run blocking, our receivers are going to have to be physical with those guys. When we get when we get that ball to cook in motion, and he gets out there, you just got to give him a little bit. Keep those hands inside the inside the shoulder pads. Push those guys down the field. Just overpower their their secondary and let our guys make the play. I mean, that's that's. That's what we got to do, and it's and the penalties. It, it's easy. It's easy for this to happen in big games like this. You get amped, you get sloppy, and the penalties start to add up, and you start to guys go to make a big play to get the crowd to get wild, and you get that pass interference, or you get that defensive holding. You don't want that guy to get past you, or you get that roughing the quarter, roughing the quarterback, and um, those are the kind of things that can take a third and fifteen where you had them on the ropes the whole time, and then you go for the big play, and then you give them the first down to continue to drive. That's the kind. That's really the stuff to me that would that would hurt us. So like something along just kind of the drive change, the drive momentum changing play. So like a big penalty or an Ian book sco- scooting out for a. I think it was in Louisville. He had like a 32 yard run that he got out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. I don't think it was a. I don't know if it was a. Uh, if it was a planned run or whatever it was, but he's, he had a 32-yard run on the first drive against Louisville. That changes – when your quarterback does that, that changes the whole momentum. That changes everything. And so yep. if we can prevent those things from happening, guys staying in their zone, doing what they're supposed to do, we're going to be in good shape, man. I mean, the crowd's going to be putting us we're – gonna, we're going to be putting them in the right mindset. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And so, you know, they talk about, you know, the, the crowds being, you know – as far as like points go and 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 you know point spread and things like that, a lot of people talk about how like a home crowd advantage is, or a home team advantage is like you know worth like three points. In this kind of game, <laughs> I, 
<laughs> it might be worth like 10 or, or, or 14. It might be the whole spread. I don't know. This is this is game time. This is the moment we've been waiting for. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's going to be the easiest win of all time. But these boys are going to be disciplined. You're talking about like making mistakes. The team that makes the least mistakes normally wins. But this is a team that I've – I mean, we've watched – I mean, this, this basically carrying over from last year. This is a more talented group. We have a more talented group. And I'm just, I, I just have to think that even if we do make a few mistakes, our talent will make up for it. And you got to, I mean, you got to be opportunistic. You know, whenever that ball is up for grabs some, somewhere in the air, go up and snag it. Let's make a play. I'm looking, I mean, that, you know, we talk about havoc, but we still need to get our numbers up as far as turnover ratio. You know, we need, we need more picks. We need more fumbles forced. It's just going to be, a battle but man these guys these guys are ready they've been they i think kirby said the other day you know he said we talked about it last week whenever they were preparing for arkansas state they said nobody's doing any kind of preparation for notre dame next week and that is that's a lie (laughs) (laughs) that's a lie they've been preparing for notre dame since since preseason so since summer camp so this this is this team is ready this team's laser focused. I'm just looking forward to us coming in and just enjoying the atmosphere, and them very quickly ignoring the atmosphere and getting to work. Yes, doing do your job. Well, and, and something that we obviously don't talk about either. Special teams, we've obviously got advantage there. Special teams have been playing lights out. Uh, we got to have that. That's easily where your mistakes can come from. So, Rod, our our fate is in your hands. Keep, keep yeah. kicking, keep kicking the hell out of that ball. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't give him any chances. Um, hey, we're n- we're not going to talk about his percentage right now. I'm going to knock on wood. We're not even going to mention it. No. Okay. No. We're just but just bless the specs, Lord. Um, but so, I, I will say that that you bring up a good point though, as far as special teams go. That's the kind of stuff that could change momentum in a game. And something like a punt, a blocked punt or something, where you you know get to a fourth down, and you're like, all right, we're just punting, let's get the ball out of there, and you know, say they bring a, a, some sort of blitz that we're not ready for, and somebody misses their assignment. That's the kind of stuff that I'm. That's what I'm most concerned about in this game. You know, I think for sure we, our defensive game plan is going to be good. I think our offensive game plan is going to be ready to shred these guys. But if we we just got to stay focused on special teams too, because that's where those special teams blunders can come into and, and be a factor in a game it's just you know it's once once again we go back to i just feel like these guys just they get it they're just ready and i think these kinds of these kinds of things we we can avoid a lot easier than we used to be able to because i feel like we used to just get block punts blocked all the time and, you know just just terrible things happen on special teams but thankfully we've we've kind of you know, we kind of have, have straightened that out a lot more over the past couple of years. So, well, and you can, <clears throat> this is something that I've been dreaming about as well. This is the type of game where we block a field goal. On Kurt, since Kirby's been at the helm, these are the type of games where we block a field goal. So, your boy's calling it now. We blocking a field goal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we blocking a field yes. goal, and it's going to be in short. Nobody's going to be expecting it. But we're gonna block it. <laughs> you so. know, I was gonna say I'd love to see Pickens back there taking a jump, but I don't want anything to hit that. No, hit no, no, hands, no, 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 <laughs> no. Protect no, those no. hands. <laughs> Keep them hands safe. But I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm feeling good about that. I normally don't feel good about those kinds of things, but I'm just, I'm feeling that right now. We got some kind of scheme drawn up. 
on the on a field goal that we're we're gonna do that and man oh that would that get me going but uh, talking about the atmosphere uh how about how many recruits we've got coming to this thing were you able to get oh. the list let me let me just run down a, a, a few names of note here uh i mean first of all we have guys that are already committed. I mean, all these guys that are like five stars that are committed and five stars and four stars are committed. I mean, everybody's going to be here. But then we got some other guys that are coming in that are huge, huge targets. Jordan Birch is going to be there. We're going to got we got Noah Sewell. I apparently I pronounced his name wrong. I think it's Noah Sewell or Sewell. I'm not sure. I want both of them more than anybody. Then we got Keely Ringo, who's who is a cornerback uh, from Arizona. He uh, we've mentioned him before. He's another five star guy. All three of those guys are five stars, and even just that list would be enough for me. And then you got a tight end, Darnell Washington from Las Vegas. He's another five star. I we've got a list of boys that are just going to be. I mean, if we got all these guys, we win the national championship next year. But we also have. I think 10 or 12 guys from 2021. I don't really know a whole lot about those guys quite yet, but we have a list. It looks like it's about 30, maybe 35 guys, maybe a little less than that. I mean, it's just, this is, I think this is the biggest list we've ever seen as far as visitors and recruits go. And they're going to see a show. We talked about, Hey, how about the special red lights, though? Oh man, we got some uh, <clears throat> got some red LEDs up in the uh, up in the rafters, and I've seen a, a couple pictures of um, them testing them out. I have no idea when they're planning on doing that, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> we, I mean, I I have to think it's going to be sometime in the fourth quarter. I mean, are they going to do it at the beginning? If they did, if they shut the lights off and did the red LEDs and play Hell's Bells or any kind of ACDC song, man, your boy's going to lose his mind. <laughs> and I got I got, uh, I got, got Anna sitting next to me, and then I'm sitting with my brother and my dad as well. And uh, I just hope that section's ready because the, the Briners are going to bring it. <laughs> <laughs> it's time, baby. It's time. Oh, man. I am so pumped. Okay. Okay. I think we've... Let's go ahead and get we we actually have some games of the week this week, so let's uh it's actually it feels like this is the first week of the season, um, so uh what what are our games of the week? Uh, I'm going in blind, so what, what yeah you got? I I didn't I didn't put them in the notes, but I'll, I'll uh, we'll do I'll it live we'll do it live <laughs> we'll do it live <laughs> anyway um so Tennessee and Florida play each other. I don't even want to pick that game. I hope they both lose. Yes. Um, Next. All right, so we do have some really good football throughout the day. Actually, a Big Ten matchup, Michigan and Wisconsin play. Not that we're, like, you know, super enthused about that, but I will say that is still a top 15 matchup. Uh, It's in Wisconsin. Wisconsin's favored by three and a half points. Who do you got there, Chance? I'm going to go with Michigan, I think, uh, because I really don't even know anything about Wisconsin right now. But – just go with Michigan. Why not? Oh man, I'm I'm going Wisconsin all day. I'm glad we were able to to be different or you know have different picks in the first first game because we have picked pretty much the same team well, every time. I, and I uh, I kind of felt like you were going to go with Wisconsin, so I was like, yeah, screw mm-hmm. it. Well, Jonathan Taylor, who I think has been there for like eight years, 
he has been going off this year so far. I just think he's obviously going to be the X factor, but I, uh, you know, I don't know a whole lot about their passing game or anything. But I've saw, I've seen Michigan play a few times, and they have struggled. They struggled against Army, went to double overtime, and barely won on the field goal, twenty four twenty one. So, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things that, what have you done for me lately? And uh, I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Auburn and Texas A&M play each other. It's in College Station, and this is another top 20 matchup. Auburn's number 8, Texas A&M's number 17. Uh, Texas A&M is favored by four points at the moment. Who do you got there, Chance? I'll, I'll give them that. I'll give A&M that at home in College Station. Yeah. One of the toughest places to play. And uh, Auburn is very unproven on offense. Uh, mm-hmm. Got a really good defense, but um, – just, just Nick's Bo Nick's is just really unproven. So, uh, I think they're going to get uh, unproved uh, this week. So, going to give it to A and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with A and M as well. I pretty much never pick Auburn or Florida <laughs> or Tennessee or or you know a lot of these guys. Uh, but I will say Texas A and M. You know they got smoked by Clemson. I think that they're going to have a big bounce back game. It's at home. Auburn is kind of one of those teams that I will say this feels like, what was it, the 2013 year, whenever they just had every everything bounce their way. You know, we won't talk about the Georgia game that year, but they had everything bounce their way. It's, it kind of scares me that they might, you know, end up having a good season because of that. But I still think if, if Texas A&M plays, plays their game, I think they could win that game by, by more than four points. Um, and then, let's see. I don't know if there's another really good matchup, to be honest with you. We'll say – we'll pick this. Uh, Oklahoma State plays Texas. Oklahoma State is not ranked. Texas is number 12. Texas, It's at Texas, and they're favored by five and a half points. Who you got their chance? I'll give it to Texas. I mean, I think they'll uh, they'll bounce back from the LSU win being at home. Uh, Oklahoma State, I watched a little bit of their game the other day, and they looked terrible. So, let's mm. uh, give it to Texas. I'm actually going to go Oklahoma State here. This actually opened at seven points, and it's down to five and a half now. Uh, you know, last year it was kind of a similar. They had similar squads last year, and Oklahoma State played a 38 to 35 game and beat them. So I think it's going to be closer. I think it's going to be maybe a field goal, maybe four points uh, on the spread there. Um, all in all, we got finally have a good full schedule of games on a college football weekend. It's better than the first weekend, which is saying something. I mean, we really do like normally those opening weekends have a ton of great games. So I'm just I'm looking forward to getting to the tailgate early, enjoying enjoying some Chick Fil A minis or something like that in the morning. I'm looking forward to cracking open a few cold ones. I did want to bring something up. I had been reading that some people are are putting out this message to where we need to be really cordial. To Notre Dame fans, because of the way that they treated us two years ago when we went up there, although I did not attend, and how we just, you know, everybody needs to be, you know, be very respectful and all that. And I'll just start out by saying, this is a mini rant here, Chance. I'll just start out by saying, you know, I'm all for being respectful and, and, and not making a complete ass of yourself. Not a complete ass of yourself. But... <laughs> You bet your you bet your tail I'm gonna be barking at some Notre Dame fans, and you bet your tail they're gonna know. Hey, look, these guys are nice down here, but 
when it comes to game time and the hostility, this is an SEC environment, and I want them to know that. So here's what I'll say is, if you see a Notre Dame fan walking past your tailgate, bring them in, you know, see if they want to take some shots or maybe shotgun a beer or something like that, and then once they get done sucking down your alcohol, tell them we're going to kick their ass. Let them know. Punch them in the throat. Because I'm not... I don't want them. I don't want them to be walking around all happy and like this is, this is you know we're we're gonna win this ball game potentially because their fans are so nice to me, you know. Let's just you know be be respectful, but uh, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you you have to be you know, really nice to these people. We need to show them this is this is Georgia. There's no this is SEC country. No southern hospitality this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> the, the last thing I'm doing is gonna send out a message for all the fans to be cordial. I mean, my lord. <laughs> For the love of God, <laughs> what in the world? I mean, don't. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some some tailgates that are going to be giving, ripping into some Notre Dame fans, and you know what? That's just part of it. That's what makes college football so much, so great. It's there's the tenacity there, and I'm just looking forward to you know. I mean, hey, let's be good hosts, but let's let them know. Hey, they better get dominated on that field, though. Yeah, I'm not going up there to be nice to them. This is business. This yeah. is business. All right, man. We've made it. We're here. It's We're finally here. happening. I'm uh, my voice is now completely gone, <laughs> <laughs> and I am so sorry to all of you. If any of you are still listening to this, <laughs> please forgive me. Um, but <clears throat> I won't. I won't give all my plans. I'm not going to hurt anybody's ears anymore. But man, I'm so ready for this. Uh, this is. This is the kind of stuff that we dreamed about mm-hmm. and the stuff that we wanted, we talked about when we were in college. And even before we knew each other growing up, I know these were the kind of conversations when I was a little tyke having with my dad saying, Papa, one day <laughs> we'll have You're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> and, but this is what, this is, this is why we do it. And yes, none of this makes sense. Why do we care so much? But this weekend, this kind of stuff right here is why we care so much about this game, the, like getting my family together, how you're going to be getting your family together, our families together. The way, the way this all happens, it's weekends like this that people come from all over the country to come watch 80 guys on this team and 80 guys on that team just play it out in one field and have mm-hmm. 95,000 people just yelling – yelling at that field (laughs) and it's just it's awesome it's awesome to watch it happen and um man i'm so pumped for it and i'm just i'm excited for for this weekend and that we get the entire day and 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 i guess the more i'm getting closer to it the more we've talked about it tonight that we get the entire day to just kind of soak it all in and then there's just going to be this steady build up from from dawn until until the next day, <laughs> that it's <laughs> going to be literally midnight. Yeah, that is, and, and, and man, it's going to be, it's going to be fun, and I'm, I'm ready for our guys to play. I think they're ready for this. Yeah, and uh, it, it's going to be special, and I'm, I'm excited that, I'm excited that I'm going to get to share it with you, and that, that's how I'm going to finish man, my stop, my point. You, I mean, I've, I've got tears in my eyes, man. I, 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 I literally could not have said it better. It's it's just one of those things that, like you said, we we've dreamed about this for a long time, and I'm 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 just excited about having that fellowship, and I'm excited about just getting just being able to celebrate college football 
being able to celebrate the Georgia Bulldogs and this kind of historical uh, historical game we got going on. So uh, I, I'll see you. I'll see you on Saturday at some point or another. I'll be around and I will be in Sanford Stadium. Hopefully, hey. Also, just real quick shout out. I mean, not shout out. Just letting everybody know. They're saying make sure you get to the game early because it's going to be heavier security. They're going to have really long lines. If you want to get there and get in your seat and in time, you might want to get to the, to the stadium at, you know, at least an hour and a half beforehand. So, hey, look, let's let's do this thing. Oh, yeah. Let's win this ball game. Let's ring that damn bell. Hey, let's go kick some ass. Let's go, baby. Oh, on top. Go, dog. <laughs>